welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. It's the start of a new era of fun as we take a look at the opening hours of LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga's evolution of the classic franchise, as well as the beginning of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's Booster Course Pass. We also delve into the brand new tiers of PS Plus. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Sometimes on this very show you're listening to, uh, we talk about some weird, interesting things that we've eaten. Oftentimes they are fun stuff and, you know, cool flavors and all that. Would you agree? There are weird, well, there are, some of them are weird, but yeah, we, we mostly talk about some, intre- I would say interesting flavors, choices. I don't think yeah. we got into the weird part. Candy bars here and there, maybe some new sodas or you know sparkling water. I remember you one I did sparkling water. That che- what was it that Cheeto ice cream or whatever it was? Oh yeah, was? I was gonna get to that. I, that I tried. To- <laughs> see, that's weird. That's strange. It, it's mac and cheese flavored ice cream, craft mac and cheese yeah. flavored ice cream. Um, it's really good. However. The first bite you take of it is, like, such a shock because it legitimately does taste like it. And then you're like, mm-hmm. ugh. And then by, like, the second or third bite, you're like, oh, actually, this is really good. It's a little salty. It's very sweet. And it ends up just tasting good. But, like, I don't like how it looks. And I definitely am not a fan of the first bite. But, like, mm, it was <laughs> pretty good. I don't, know. I don't know about that one. That one might be one I'm gonna have to pass on. That's like a that's too far for me. I think the weirdest flavor of something, I've I'm trying to really think if there's anything like I don't really go for weird stuff. Uh, look, I saw this at the market and I said, "Look, mm-hmm. how can I walk out of this store without buying <laughs> this?" They had a I pizza mean, flavor and a hot honey flavor too. I'm morbidly curious about it, but like the mac and cheese one was the one that was like on sale online last year you know <laughs> which one i wanted to try and i could not find it because i think they were like exclusives you had to like get them from like a a, a, a raffle or it was something yeah i hate when and companies I, do that um the hot cheetos mountain dew i wanted to try oh that. yeah 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 i remember that could not find it they did like, that one they the, did a birthday cake one or something like that mm-hmm. yeah which i think i get it if you want to make it just sort of like but it's like a part of me wants to say i get it but realistically i don't what's what's the point of making it some type of exclusive just let it for a short run for people to try it like a a month or two for people to try it and then then just say it was only for a short run you know letting people try it whatever's left is what's left just that's it that's what coke was doing with the their new flavors like the space flavored one that's a limited mm-hmm. like thing that you can go to the store and buy so they announced the new one of, of that which is you know prominent for this podcast because it's called uh bite and it is quote mm-hmm. unquote pixel flavored and i saw that that was coming out like in may <laughs> so it was like a video game flavored soda wonder what that tastes like i wonder if they have uh 
plain flavored. You know what's actually good? They should have a Wild Mike's flavor packet pizza. Well, not pizza, but like anything that's that flavor packet and and soda or ice cream form, I think would be delicious. I wonder if the pizza ice cream tastes like a Wild Mike's pizza. <laughs> it, I mean, if it does and it has that exact same flavor packet in it, I mean, I, I would be willing to try it. I mean, I can only imagine the first bite is the one that shocks you and then you're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. I just like the Kraft mac and cheese ice cream is delicious, but like it, like it looks like, like the like when you finish a bowl of Kraft mac and cheese and there's that yellow, you know, watery mm-hmm. residue on the bottom. It, it looks like that, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, but it was good. Controversial topic, but what's what are your stance on pineapple pizza? I don't like pineapple at all, so why would I put it on pizza? <laughs> This is we're gonna see. This is gonna be the last episode. Oh no no no! I, <laughs> it's the I 80th love, episode. <laughs> I love pineapple pizza, man. It's so good. I don't I like pineapple, so I wouldn't see, put it on anything. Pineapple by itself, I get it. Why you wouldn't want to put it on a pizza? But I, I say, well, pineapple with its ham. If it has the ham with the pineapple, that's where I like. That I agree. If it's just straight up pineapple, yeah, I understand why you may have a problem with it. Obviously, because ham brings that savoriness, you know, that saltiness to it. Yeah, I, I was going to save this for another future episode, but I'll just bring it up right now. Blaze Pizza. What about really it? Really good, but you know what? After having a pizza that I got the pie day thing, and they forgot to add something that I wanted, versus the one I had the day before we recorded this episode, having said thing, you know what really makes the Blaze Pizza? is the pesto drizzle. <laughs> the pesto drizzle, man. You gotta have the pesto drizzle. Man, I don't know about that one, but I haven't had Blaze in a minute. Dude, uh, here's the thing though: is that is Blaze a, a uni- is that a worldwide chain thing? Is that like everywhere? I have no idea. I've only been so to the it, ones up here. Yeah, <laughs> no, but like you know what I mean, right? Like certain places are like I know there's other there's no... places that do like a fast pizza, like Blaze, like a make your own. They'll put it in the yeah. oven, and like ten minutes later, you have a pizza. Cause there, cause like. I know Whataburger doesn't go past Arizona. Yeah. And I know it's a Texas thing. And then, like, I don't know what... What is it? What is... Well, I mean, every everything, let me think, that's on, like, the East Coast is, like, what... I don't really have I any think type Five of... Five like, Guys used to be East Coast, but then they got some only, Five they, Guys they out They changed, here. yeah. They came chain-wide. Eh, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it's like Carl's Jr. Like, and Hardee's. Something else we've talked about on here before. I've never see, been to Hardee's, like, technically. Tech, you've been see now you now you just put out what what coast we're on since we we call it by its. That's the thing. exact same thing you said last time when I was talking about the Adult Swim meal at Carl's Jr. Oh yeah, it's like you literally because like they're gonna be like, what is Carl's Jr. It's, it's Hardee's in other locations. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing I had. Uh, pretty good, I guess. While we're here on the topic of food and drinks, there's this like nitro pepsi now a regular one and a vanilla one that's like really creamy and comes in like really tall cans just to put that uh, out there try the coffee coca-cola yes i actually like the black coffee coca-cola and i think it's sweeter than the vanilla for some reason the spice the spicy nuggets are back in mcdonald's see and i had those two for the first time (laughs) see 
today I went. I went to go buy them. They gave me the. I got home. They gave me the wrong order. I'm like, oh my god, bro. No, one they forgot my sauces, and then two. They, did, what did you the get wrong, the Szechuan the sauce? Nuggets. I had the Szechuan sauce. <laughs> no, I got. I always get sweet and sour, man. Sweet and oh. sour is the go-to. They, but the, I, I went to McDonald's over the weekend to get a coffee, and the lady said while I was ordering, "We have spicy chicken nuggets, and we have the Szechuan sauce," and I'm like. I thought that was like some giveaway thing or April Fool's Day joke this year, like app thing. I'm like, was... I'll take some. And then I got it. It was good. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Szechuan sauce, like, I know there's a, whole, there's a whole hype for it. But I think people have figured out how to make it and also yeah. what tastes similar to it. Is The sauce is good, yes, but it's not I have a, a sauce, sauce in my fridge that's it. similar to this McDonald's yeah. Szechuan sauce. So it's like it's once you figure out. I think once people figured out what it is, and you could just kind of look up what what it actually is. I think you can find it in stores in a different brand, but same, you know, taste and everything. But the spicy nuggets, though, those are good. <laughs> yeah, I wish I tried them. Well, you've had them before, right? No, I don't think I ever had the McDonald's spicy nuggets. Oh, well, that's dang, I had neither. <laughs> yeah, I that's why you've told me you had them plenty. Maybe it was somebody else. Maybe it was the BK. It was the BK. No, was it? See now I don't know. Now I'm questioning my my own like did I have it? I don't think I'm pretty so. sure you had them cuz you were telling me about them before. I don't remember. Anyway, they are good. But alas, we aren't here to talk about foods and drinks even though we do like every couple of episodes. <laughs> we're here to talk about video games here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where this week we've got some news and we'll talk about Mario Kart for sure. Um, some of the DLC tracks. Um, but before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How you been? All right. It's just so much was happening. A lot of things were going down, but it's pretty much been chill so far. How have you been? I've been, like, on and off busy and trying to chill. Yeah, And same. squeezing in as much entertainment time as I can before I'm busy again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's... <laughs> same boat that's from like eh, it's been on and off but it's been chill but trust me it'll, it'll get busy eventually yeah so um i'm thinking we'll carve some time out at the end of the episode to talk about those mario kart dlc tracks like i said maybe some initial impressions on the lego star wars game that dropped just before we recorded uh, but first we're gonna go ahead and get to some news New PS Plus tiers. I think that is the biggest news story oh, of the yeah. past couple of weeks. So let's get right into it with these. So there's three tiers of PlayStation Plus now. The essential tier, which is just your standard PS Plus that we have right two, now. Yeah, two games. Two games. So it's like, are they shrinking it down to two? Is my question, or is it going to be two PS5 games and they're going to stop PS4? Because, I mean, I'd, if it's going to be two instead of three maybe two ps5 games that probably would be better yeah discounts we'll still get discounts cloud storage obviously and online multiplayer access this is basically no change no change but i mean it still won't i mean like i said what's funny is that they're so like how would i say just like hesitant to make online free to play because it's like if you look at it what are the most popular games are all free to play which have free online so it's like there's no point of if you buy the plus to play online it's like well you don't really need it to play the really popular games that are free to play right now for for someone like me the plus always was more alluring for getting the free games 
Yeah. Versus the online play because I'm not super into playing online. I mean, I know mm-hmm. you need PS Plus for Destiny 2, but I can see PlayStation becoming like the place to play Destiny 2 in the coming months because they acquired Bungie and all that. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, yeah, I'll step into co-op in, in a Borderlands game or, you know, some kind of PvE stuff, but I'm not really going in on like Battlefield 2042 or anything that like game, that. Don't even bring that game. That <laughs> game just fell off so hard. It should go free to play, in my opinion. Any any game that's strictly multiplayer should be free to play. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot more like shooters should just be free to play with all their monetization. Same with fighting yeah. games. You know, but the, they shouldn't <laughs> overdo the monetization like this. Like how I say with like uh, Splitgate, that Split it's fine. Yeah. They just do t- way too much. It's too complicated. The 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 the, was it if i get a headache opening up your game why am i gonna want to play your game like the hud and all that's all just it's all wonky it just yeah. it's all clutter it's too much they should just make it simple and that's it yeah you already talked about it yeah so playstation plus extra has some different benefits now we know yeah. that this project spartacus thing is going to be like first and foremost a combination of playstation plus and playstation now so mm-hmm. extra gives you the benefits from the essential tier and it will say adds a catalog of 400 of you know games from ps4 and ps5 including some from ps studios i know miles morales returnal and uh, i'm forgetting a few more that are coming um from day one Mm -hmm. and you can download all these games obviously they're ps4 and ps5 games you don't need to stream them or anything so that's like what ps now does already although i'm thinking they'll add Mm -hmm. a few more higher profile games because ps now has a lot of great games but it also has a lot of what you would say is kind of like clutter yeah it is ps now is all right we thought about it but when you really look at it it's sort of clutter it's just kind of there it's not really worth having both it's one or the other at the moment you know the way it is right now it, yeah it was just it was always been interesting but never the 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 library never basically sold me to get it it's like interesting to you know look maybe look interesting but not, not at least from the ps4 side of things because i think i had more ps4 games than ps3 games um so it's like i got most of what i wanted to play on the ps4 it's it's sort of like the- yeah so i feel like the extra ps plus extra of the three tiers the this middle tier is probably the worst at a hundred dollars it's year. the least it's sort of the same thing this is exactly the same as ps now where it's interesting but it wouldn't be worth it at the end of the day for me it's just like it's just an extra 30 bucks they can pocket in for a couple of i wouldn't say a, a sort of a no-brainer deal it's sort of you gotta look at it as like a, a deal and it, it's an all right deal but it's not like the best deal it's no. sort of just like you buy everything it's not a good deal maybe you're casual it's a little bit better if you don't buy games that often your parent let's say you're uh, a kid and your parents buy you plus and you could convince them to exp- give you a 30, 30 extra dollars a year where it's like you get all this stuff you know that they don't have to ever buy another game it's like okay maybe you can convince them to do that yeah now on that though i do think that the premium is a really good deal for the 120 because that's like putting P- two two full priced PS plus subscriptions. However, it's got that 400 extra PS4 and PS5 games on top of the plus benefits, but an additional 340 with 
you know, your cloud streaming PS3 games. Yeah. But PS1, PS2 games streaming and download and PSP, which they announced with this. Yeah, that's that's where I think think about it in this way we haven't not 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 that that we it's sort of like we're we found no we just usually get our plus memberships on holiday seasons christmas thanksgiving whatever it may be right yeah so we haven't paid 60 dollars for a year membership in a long time we pay 40 so um, if they do this bundle with the idea that during the holiday season they do also maybe like a 20 dollars off of it or whatever so a hundred for not only the 40 games including basically their entire library from each console mostly some stuff obviously won't be there but i think the major good stuff i that feel like the major stuff from towards. ps1 2 3 and exactly. psp are gonna be like exactly. front and center yeah it's like it, it definitely would make sense if they just did it like that but what my whole point is that if you can if they can do the whole exact same deal like how they do now that people will look at it as like Oh, you're only paying an extra forty dollars for all these games a year, and you know stuff like that. This is definitely for I would say people who are willing to spend their money in the sense of like you work and you can save those hundred dollars along the year to or one hundred twenty if they don't do a deal, but like you can save that alongside third party games. Exactly for seven hundred and forty uh, games to stream yeah, or it's, download. It is a pretty big purchase. I will say it's not like it's only 60. It's not like Nintendo where it went from 20 to 60 where it's like it's still reasonable, I guess. I know people didn't like that it went from 20 to like 60, but it's still very reasonable. It's not a crazy price. This is kind of a crazy price, but when you look at it as like what you get out of it, if you're already paying for the now and the plus, it's the same thing, just way better. It's way better. You get everything at this point. Yeah, like, this definitely sounds better than what now currently has by adding these older exactly. games that we don't know what they're going to be yet, but I imagine this is Sony's service. We're going to see some heavy hitters on there. Maybe your classic Ratchet & Clank or Sly Cooper, stuff like that. So, I mean, for the price of two third-party games and you're going to still get your two extra games a month, I'm all in for the premium. I decided that as soon as I <laughs> saw the... the um, enhancements to playstation plus with the premium i just think that the extra itself is not the middle tier i just i Mm -hmm. don't like that one it's either keep your plus or in my opinion like go for those classic archival pieces metal gear solid hd collection or psp hidden games like what if they put dissidia 012 on there like persona 3 portable Mm -hmm. or even p4 as a ps2 classic because they did release that for the ps3 it just you couldn't play it on the PS4. <laughs> exactly. I I believe though if they're able to release these so and so PS2 games as downloadables, that means that I I would suggest maybe just maybe if someone doesn't want to buy an entire subscription, you know, more they don't want to spend the forty dollars more. But let's say there's a couple games from that deal that they want to buy or have at least and have it download. Obviously, PS3 makes sense why they can't do that. Is you know, they're, you're paying for the streaming service. It's a very difficult console to uh, emulate over, which I still recommend they should try to just re-release them on PS4 versions and then yeah. all that. But I think maybe they should at least still allow some purchases of the of the other titles that are able to be downloaded to the console, either PS4 or PS5. I like that. 
but the business sense in me says it doesn't why yeah. would we cut our service short by making these available off of the service exactly that's what's like maybe but it's a, a wish you know a wishful thought but yeah reality in sense it'd be like no but it's still not a bad deal at the end of the day you, if you already pay for plus and now this is a no-brainer to like obviously get the the ultimate one yeah. if you don't get the ultimate it might be a yeah i might have to think about it it might be a mm, i gotta think about this one but it's a 20 dollars difference between the extra and the premium exactly and you get the ps1 2 3 and psp games i mean that's pretty good (laughs) if if you let that 20 dollars keep you away from having honestly a much better benefit it's 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 just like you you're better off just staying with the regular essential one just either keep with the essential or go all out because it's only a 20 dollar difference it's i don't know why much. they wanted to do three tiers and make it complicated with such a small difference overall because a game yes. is 60 70 if it's from playstation studios so it's like that 20 dollars. it's like just make two tiers a good one and a better exactly. one but they just have three a... tiers and <laughs> while we're on ps plus uh, as of recording, new PS Plus games have released. Hood. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember we talked about this when we saw the original trailer for this at like a Gamescom or something, and we could never quite figure out what it was. Yeah. I guess it's like PvP and PvE combined. Um, slightly curious, but you th- you know all the stuff I'm going through right now, game wise. So mm-hmm. it's like, am I gonna play this anytime soon? Probably not. No. There's also. Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, a game we've talked about on here because it's a game you know and love. Um, definitely want to give that one a try. Probably beat it because it's, a, it's probably like it's easy. It's easy. It's very easy. It's not hard to play it at all. So it's it's. I think if I didn't have obviously that game already, that would would be a pretty good one for me. But the other two, they're kind of okay. So I'm sort of not pleased with this month, but it's because I already have the one i would be pleased with but yeah you know it happens whatever trust me it happens <laughs> um the other one is slay the spire a legendary roguelike that is up there in like the higher echelons of roguelike discourse it is a deck builder i've almost bought this one many many times i don't know why i haven't mm-hmm. my thing with roguelikes though is that they demand a time investment that i still don't know if i can give them with all the other stuff that i'm playing but this is definitely one for, you know, everyone to keep an eye on because this is like a highly regarded, you know, game in mm-hmm. in modern discourse. So I, I I always see it up there with Isaac as like the best roguelike ever made. So I was actually surprised to see that as a as a free plus game. Moving to Nintendo, Breath of the Wild two. We got an update on that finally. We got an update. That it's wow. being delayed until next year. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really... I think Nintendo definitely messed up announcing it this early on. It's I like their sure. one mistake with like Metroid Prime 4. These two games. <laughs> it's like the, the the two mistakes that, they, that they've made announcing too early. They usually don't announce things until it's like a couple months away. But I genuinely think... See, Metro Prime 4, here's the thing, is that Metro Prime 4 was that they were going to release it, but then they weren't yeah. happy with the end product, so they were like, yeah, we're not going to do this. Just scrap it, restart it. I mean, here, here's what my first thought on this was. 
did they see Elden Ring and said, how can we make it more like this? Because that was the first thing that came to my head. It might be too late in development to start doing that, but that, I'm not going to lie. That was the first thing that I said. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just think they should have waited maybe till last year or this year to announce that it was coming out. And then so it wouldn't have been that terrible. To yeah, because the last time we saw it, we're like, wait. we don't have any information to share with you on this. Like, you remember that exactly. direct, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And all these rumors are starting to swell around with, oh, is it going to come out with a quote-unquote Switch 2? It's like, you know what? When it comes to Nintendo's output of consoles, I'm going to just wait for them to say it. It's like a mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct rumor. We'll never know if it's true until the Nintendo Direct happens. I've, I've learned throughout the years, trust me, if, if you're... <laughs> I'm just saying, if you, if you are like five years into the whole video game industry and you've been collecting for a while and you still believe what a so-and-so rumor or in-source says i i generally will tell you to you need to learn to put your expectations very low that most rumors that you hear about or so-and-so interviews or so-and-so data it's just it never happens it's it's like we're still waiting be. on mother three but I'm not exactly. getting my hopes up for Mother 3 until Nintendo says something. Until Nintendo says it's coming. Then I'll be like, oh, it's coming! Not when somebody on the exactly. internet says Mother 3 is coming to the Switch. Trust me, my uncle works at Nintendo. Exactly. It's that type of idea where you're just trusting someone's word. And like, yeah, some people have no reason to lie. Or maybe someone generally does have information. But I would say 9 out of 10, it's someone just said something and then they try to, I don't know what they think you know maybe just to start a fire with amongst people thinking that something's gonna happen and once it doesn't happen people get upset with it but it's like we never said that a lot of that happens where the the people be like well what about this this is but they're like we've never said that like that never came out of our mouth i don't know where you're getting this from happens Mm -hmm. a lot more than often yeah speaking of nintendo robert reggie worked at nintendo he did reggie's coming out with a new book but today I heard that he is also narrating the audiobook. So now I'm like, on one hand, I'd love to read Reggie's book. But on the other hand, I'd love Reggie to read me his book. So <laughs> we'll see, man. I mean, it depends. I I'll probably would listen to the audio. You know, Chapter one, <laughs> Animal Crossing New Leaf on my Nintendo 3DS. Nintendo 3DS. Oh, what are his books about, anyways? It's about his life, I think, as like CEO or working in other companies throughout, you know, the years, Did and he... then working at Nintendo. Didn't he used to work at a Pizza Hut? Like, as, I think like, he worked at a like pizza at... place. No, he was he, a CEO. I think some of some other of... companies. Yeah, he was a CEO of a pizza joint, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was Pizza Hut, was it not? I'm tri- it might, it might have be been. True. I'm pretty sure it might have been a pizza place. I know I've heard Reggie mentioned alongside pizza places, but I'm all mm-hmm. in for this. I, I, I love me some Reggie. <laughs> anyway, last little bit of news we got for this week. Oh, no, there's two other things. Pretty... Two other things. Oh, this is been some quick news. Yeah, two other things. One. Fall Guys, brand new launcher on PlayStation, because I guess they're migrating the servers to Epic Games or something. Uh, So that's just another copy of Fall Guys you have to download, and when you do, you get, like, a retro shark costume. It's very cute. Um, I was worried that my costumes would be messed up, like, oh, something's gonna go wrong, but no, I checked everything. It was totally fine. 
All my costumes are still there. They're doing satellite stars challenges this month, which are really quick and easy, and you can get, like, some really cool costumes, like the Star Princess. Like, it's been pretty good, and I think they might be getting ready to do a new season because it just feels like things are starting to wrap up for this one. I'm like, they've run out of costumes. I'm seeing, you know, variants of, of the season pass ones and other ones in the store. I'm like, this, this feels like they're getting ready to do something big with Fall Guys. Anyway, E3. Heard of it? Uh, I heard, you know, I heard of it. It's not happening physical. We knew that. But it's also not happening that. digital. I heard of that. Yeah, I heard of this. Uh, completely canceled. Completely. Is very interesting. But if, if honestly, I saw this coming for a long time this was gonna happen for yeah. a good amount of time but you know I what think, jeff's still doing his summer games fest so that's cool i think if you look at it as like nintendo kind of i don't want to say started but they definitely made the whole they definitely announcing started things on your trend. own time yeah announcing things on your own time and not have to wait for a yearly thing and this and that pretty pretty popular because obviously playstation followed after and i hopefully maybe xbox follows after they have their own thing maybe yeah not i'm sure like they'll have an event show. around june yeah not a whole show but maybe like at least something to announce certain things here and there because it's honestly the perf- i prefer it that way than having to wait full years for something like that to be announced or anything it like was that. very exciting back in the day though but once the nintendo direct started getting legitimately good instead of just being like eh like then you're like okay let me have like five of these a year from like Sony or Nintendo versus like everybody doing, you know, a two hour presser that has like, yeah, you know, I mean, it was fun to watch the live shows, especially the old Ubisoft ones where they just brought out cars and dances and went wild and all that stuff. But like, I think the time has passed for that. Here's the, here's the thing is that I feel like on the business end, it's a lot of money to set that up. So it was, they're losing money because Back in the day, they don't announce something. They announce it; it would release. Now, you know how many things get delayed, man. Yeah. Everything gets delayed. So I remember there was a Sony E3, like it might have been 2017 or 2018, where they didn't have any hosts. They just played two hours of trailers for games, and I'm like, okay, how was this different from a direct? <laughs> exactly. So it's that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of money for no particularly good reason anymore things get delayed here and there so it's sort of we will announce a bunch of stuff but you won't get until years later so i think the directs are much better where if something's close to being released or they they feel confident release at a certain time at least they can announce it then and there yeah and like look at directs nintendo announces a game you know five months before it comes out something like mario strikers or uh, nintendo switch sports and they announce it a direct comes out five months later very polished nintendo games are usually very polished and you know we'll get to kirby at some point here it's a very polished game and there was no delays with that like here and now we'll get a delay for metroid or zelda but like Mm -hmm. most of the time with nintendo they're announced and a couple months later like remember paper mario origami king got announced randomly online and then came out like two months later and that was really polished yeah like say what you want about that game but like it's polished no, yeah, exactly. I think it, it, it at a consumer end, it didn't really matter anymore because they would announce things and still delay. It. And then obviously a business end on their end, it's a lot of money you put into it for what though? It's like for what? And just to end, just to round this off, 
if you hype up a game like Final Fantasy Versus 13, and this will 100% always be my go-to example, hype that game up, and then you release it 10 years later or something, I think it was 8 years later, as Final Fantasy 15, and it's not incredible like those trailers for Versus 13, why hype up a game for 8 years? Borderlands 3 was like 5 months in advance. It got announced, it came out 5 months later. One of the best games I've ever played. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's, I think... I'm not surprised this happened. It was just a matter of time when they were going to announce it. Yeah. I'll miss live coverage, which kind of bites because G4 did just come back. But, like, there's other gaming conventions, like PAX, that I know they're going to be at. And, obviously, yeah. like, X-Play would react I mean, if there was a Nintendo Direct. Does, here's the thing. is that Does, does, does any other gaming convention... Because I know, obviously, we're at E3. Does PAX... In the sa- is it in the same area or is it a different? No, area? no. Pax is in different areas. There's like Pax exactly. East, Pax. I West. think I think it might be also an area thing. I don't think yeah. it's not only a business thing. It's it's a location thing. The, I where, just think the E3 ESA is has been, you know, it's been E three has been an iffy thing for the past couple years. I was kind it's, of shocked there was a digital been. presence last year, but what can we do? I, I think it's not like I said, not only money wise, but maybe phys- the reason why they don't physically anymore is because of location wise. I don't think yeah. they feel a lot of things have been kind of sort of not being very well on both. I think it's just not doing well on both ends. We are but humble video game podcasters. So, hey man, it's not like A3 being canceled doesn't mean that games are canceled, it just means they're not going to have it at a big event. The games will still be announced, probably. I, I don't think they'll stop doing that. I'll them. tell you, I've enjoyed Nintendo Directs more than anything E3's put out for exactly a, <laughs> a long time. And whenever they do PlayStation Showcase, not State of Play, but the PlayStation Showcase, now that was a good show where they had all the announcements and everything. I'm like, exactly. when's the next PlayStation showcase? If it can top that last one, which is hard to do, I'm like, we might be in for a treat. But as always, we'll keep an eye out for stuff like that. Okay. I got us a Nintendo Direct rumor, Robert. All right. And big letters on the paper again. But okay. it doesn't seem like there's any coded messages or drawings on the paper. But before we get to that, let's talk Pokemon Drip. This week, we are going to look at the protagonists for the original Pokemon Black and White. Their American names are Hilbert and Hilda, which aren't my favorite Pokemon names, but <laughs> here we are. Um, Black and White did this thing where it kind of was a soft reboot of the Pokemon series, where none of the old ones would show up until after you've beaten the game. So there's 156 brand new Pokemon in this one, and they took a different root with how they designed the main characters by making them older um so let's start with hilbert seems like a pretty cool dude i i don't have any complaints with how hilbert looked like they've both got regular baseball caps on and he's got the crossbody bag it just seems like he's echoing ethan there we go ethan and i just think it's a pretty good design I, I think out of the ones we've seen so far, these are probably my favorite designs so far. Yeah, definitely top tier. For, like, and what sucks is that this is when they started using other characters in the anime. Like, you had May and Dawn as Ash's companions, but then you had Iris mm-hmm. for um, the black and white show. And, like, Iris is cool and all, but she's not Hilda, who's, like, cool personified. Like... Hilda, she has, like, the shark shorts and the boots and just 
the big hair i like the big hair man these are like two of the best yeah. designed pokemon characters ever and they just feel more mature like black and white felt I like mean, more mature yeah i definitely would say of, of the ones we've seen so far it's probably my favorite design so far yeah they just scream cool like they're very cool five Can't five really badoofs out of five much. robert five <laughs> five badoofs yeah i can't really complain much yeah some good drip yeah they got you know they, they got some some drip the flash the flash like... yeah barry allen who you else know? who else has a flash named barry allen flash or flash gordon, gordon like you said um uh, or i don't know about flash the computer program i think that's actually over and i think flash was what used to make <laughs> yeah, my laptop heat up so uh <laughs> so this flash week's nintendo over. direct rumor is an interesting switch game it's an open world game starring the flash from the dc universe i think that the flash would work really good as an open world game kind of feels like take your sonic put him in an open Mm -hmm. world but like a city not like sonic frontiers that's like you know forest and stuff but like give flash a big open like central city and have him fight some of the coolest villains from the dc universe I mean, isn't the the suicide kills of Justice League? Isn't the Flash like the enemy in that? He's one of them. Yeah, I think Superman and like Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling like if they're making that for you know the the current gen consoles, then maybe a smaller dev could have this you know this small scale Flash open world game, but still have it feel grand. Because if if it's on the Switch, it's not going to be as you know as wildly expansive as Suicide Squad, but like. I feel like the Switch is the perfect way to make something like this work. Like, give us nice bite-sized, quick Flash missions instead of the long, drawn-out missions we get in most open-world games. Yeah, it could be like uh, Miles, where it's a very quick, simple, small, but still very rich open-world. Very dense. Uh, Yeah, I would definitely say dense. I mean, what's... What's the point of having a massive open world when it doesn't have a lot of detail to it? I'd rather have a very dense, smaller mm-hmm. open world. I definitely prefer that. And since it's the Flash, um, you can still space things out. Because if you're running really fast, your world can still have the illusion of being big while still feeling like a cohesive thing that you don't have to go, you know, oh, why do I have to walk all this way from point A to point B? Like your, your objectives can be spread out across a big city, but you can get to them faster. I want to see the Flash has some of. See, I don't understand most of his. I understand some of his abilities. Obviously, he's very quick, but his ability has like other abilities on top of it. Yeah, he can like break timelines and stuff like that if he runs, you know, super fast. Like, like in the show, they've got they've done multiple timelines. Um, I I have some Flash comics, and there's been some cool stuff in that. Like, there was a crossover he did with Batman, where they had like the button from Watchmen stuff like that. Some cool rogues in his gallery. Captain Cold. Um, Captain Cold? Yeah, Captain Cold. Gorilla Grodd. Great villain. Reverse Flash. Professor Zoom. All that good stuff. It's just like the Flash world needs a space in gaming. And I think the Switch is the perfect place for this game. Maybe. Probably does. Maybe not. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe see some gameplay or something to see what it's about. Definitely at the next Nintendo Direct. And you know what they could call this game? They could call this game Flash Forward. Flash Forward? Alrighty. So, let's see. What to talk about first? Let me see. I've been playing a few things. 
New plenty of color, not just a few things. Uh, got, yeah, quite uh, a few things. Um, Wonderlands, I'm going to hold off on talking about a little longer because I know you haven't gotten into it yet, and mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything because let me just tell you, the writing in this one, best in the entire series. I'm telling you, the the skeleton line, the I lived, the, I died the way I lived. Dead. dead. I already heard that. That's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, there's some great lines in that. Anyway, so I want to bring that back up. And I've been playing, like I said, a few more kart racers or arcade type things that we'll do because I got uh-huh. another one as part of a 3DS sale, actually, that I'm excited to talk about soon. Um, and I'm like halfway through the main story of Kirby, so I'm going to mm-hmm. hold off on having a big talk about that for a second. So let's start with quick impressions of Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Um, at, least, at least your end. Yeah. I haven't really. First thing that stands out immediately. Hardly any loading times, which is completely different from all the other LEGO games. 60 frames per second. First time I think I've ever seen a LEGO game in 60 frames per second. Even in backwards compatibility on on PS5. I think the other ones still run at 30. And they've changed the gameplay. So it's not your usual gameplay. They've made it more like a third-person game in the modern day. So you can do combos Mm -hmm. with multiple buttons with your lightsabers. You can aim down. It's not aiming down the sights with a blaster, but, like, you can do a zoom in by holding the, you know, the left trigger to to shoot at enemies. Mm -hmm. Um, They have kind of done away with the, like, here's a hub world where you access levels. Like, you still do that, but the hub world is... The levels in between the levels now like there's plot that happens in the hub world so you're going from this point to that point and then the level might be like here's a lightsaber battle against darth maul because before we recorded i finished off um phantom menace in the lego star wars game and moved on to attack of the clones so it's also like the prettiest lego game like never before has something on my screen looked exactly like a lego and i'm looking at all Mm -hmm. the other lego games like this is like photorealistic legos um and it's just such a smooth experience the humor is still there um i don't know if i'm gonna spoil a moment that happens at the end of the darth maul fight just yet but we'll talk about it in the future but they did something with the end of that fight that i thought was (laughs) really clever um controls have been a lot tighter um just the way you navigate menus there's like hundreds of missions and like things to collect it's like you know your usual stuff with the lego game your usual like collect all this stuff get all these modifiers to make your game experience more fun except they've definitely streamlined it to be exciting for a change instead of just like the same game with a different coat of paint which is how lego games Mm -hmm. have been for 17 years this is the first time i feel like i'm not just playing a lego game but i am playing a brand new game that's not just here's you know lego dc marvel or like lego marvel superheroes 2 or lego batman 3 which just felt Mm -hmm. like here's a here's a few levels with an open world that you can do some stuff in now this has like 20 different open worlds that has both story content and optional content in it and you can like seamlessly go between all of them i really like in it so far it definitely feels like the extra long development time and like mm-hmm. many many delays that we've seen because you and me have been seeing trailers for this since the xbox e3 2020 or 2019 something like that something this is, like yeah that. it's, it's been, been a, a long time i couldn't find the deluxe version which kind of sucks but i'll just buy the season pass and 
It's got 300-something characters with, like, I want to say 40 more coming in the season pass. They they already released, like, Mandalorian and, and all that stuff. So, so far, so good. I'm really liking how charming it's been. Like, these have always been charming. Oh, and hear me out. There's a mumble mode. You can turn on mumble mode so they just do the grunts and mumbles like in the old Lego games. Otherwise, there is voice acting. I mean, the voice acting's always been kind of iffy for me because it's just voice lines taken from their their source, which is sort of like I don't consider it voice acting. Not, not every time. Sound bits. Yeah, not every time, but most of the time. I think Jurassic Park did that work. Yeah, yeah, it's voice acting, but it's just sound bites from from the movie. I believe for the Force Awakens Lego game, they did get the actors to record some new lines, and it was pretty pretty funny some of the lines. Um, and I know for this one, it's. I believe everything is new line, and I believe they did get some people to re-record some things. Jar Jar sounds like Phil Lamar. I could be wrong about that, but I'm like, is that <laughs> Samurai Jack I'm hearing? <laughs> see, here's the thing, is that when you say se- season pass, I-, I don't know why, I thought of the seasoning pass. Oh, and um, I was thinking I about that idea, this week, too. What if, what if we had a, a vegan and vegetarian option, and it was called a Badoof style? Oh. Let me get that Badoof style, because Badoof is vegan. Is he? I don't know. If He's I, a ve- <laughs> I don't think he would eat meat, man. No, he's just fueled by vegetables and trial by energy drink. Exactly. He he's, he wouldn't eat no meat. That's what turned him he green in the first that. place, man. Exactly. Now make it Badoof style. Let me let me get my a Badoof style. A Badoof style burger. Instead of Beyond Burger, it's Badoof Burger. <laughs> Badoof Burger, exactly. It's just Badoof style. So anyway, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Like, of course I'm going to have updates on this. This is just an initial, you know, thing. But, like, I'm really just psyched to have a chill game like this amidst all the, like, <laughs> complicated things. Like, the Chaos Chambers in Wonderlands being getting to be very difficult. Or, you know, your Elden Ring, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Anyway, last week, you and me played some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and we played some of the GLC tracks. They are the Golden mm-hmm. Dash Cup and the Lucky Cat Cup. Maybe we get some quick impressions from the both of us on the tracks, I think, and then we can talk about you know how people might feel about the graphics or stuff like that. So Golden Dash Cup had Paris Promenade, that's interesting in that it's not, like, the best track. It's definitely not one of my favorites. But, like, I do like that you go backwards in the last lap and it kind of just changes the dynamic because you see somebody coming up to you and I'm like, okay, I've never seen that in a Mario Kart track. Yeah, uh, these tracks being new uh, definitely has some, I was I would say, because, you know, most... I would say most tracks, at least I've seen, haven't had where in the middle or towards the end of a race, uh, the track completely switches over to a yeah, different... Yeah, and a few of like, them on this DLC do that, it, yeah. but like this one is like completely the opposite direction of where everybody is on lap two. It, it, it's sort of... It, it's weird, because like, imagine if you're so far ahead from everyone else, and you're in first place, and 12th place still hasn't... Cro- I wonder how that works. I really don't know how that would work. Actually. The first time I now, saw it, it tripped me know. up. I was like, "Am I going the wrong way?" I was going. I was following no. the arrows. <laughs> I think this is a. These are good starter DLC maps. Obviously, there's way more to come through. But honestly, it gives. It, 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 they're pretty good. I know we would talk about how 
people don't like the way they look. Honestly, in my opinion, I don't know what's wrong with them. I really don't. They don't look no different than the, what what the game already looks like. I really don't see what they're complaining about. It just looks like the same type of game to me. It looks like the same type of graphics and, and art style that they would use. Yeah, I mean, and while some of the grass textures are different and everything, it's like, you're getting 48 new levels for $25? And you're complaining about more Mario Kart 8? It's, it's ulti- like, I don't understand it. It's the it. ultimate Mario Kart game because it's most of the... It's probably most of every single map from every game. Yeah. So it's the ultimate Mario Kart. So it's like Smash Ultimate. So it's like, what's the problem? If I understand maybe mechanic-wise it could be a problem, but I think this is the best Mario Kart it's ever, that it's, you know, it's ever been. There's nothing better than this. Yeah. What's the problem with the art? Like I said, even I played it and I was like, I really don't see a problem with it. Like maybe there's like, it's uh, it's just like how people complain how Spider Man it honestly looked the same that when they first showed it, but then people wanted to come make a complaint that the puddles oh, were the different. Puddles, that they oh, the puddles! Oh god! It's like oh no, Let's the not, puddles ruined. Let's like, not start oh, with no, the puddles. There's no puddles. Like the get my gameplay is ruined. The puddles aren't the way they were shown. Like when. But it's like, if the actual trailer and then the game actually looks kind of sort, like, honestly similar to it, what was, you know, a puddle doesn't seem that, you know, problem. We're same thing with this, but like, it honestly doesn't look bad at all. It honestly looks like, it looked for me, it looks the same. Call me a Nintendo fanboy, but I think two years worth of DLC for $25 and this high quality of DLC, and we'll get to, we'll get to Sky Garden in a second here. But, like, this is some great DLC. And this is doubling the amount of tracks you get in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which by itself is already a great game with 48 it amazing is. tracks. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. It's... it's. I understand if, if a company, like, let's say, like, it's like if how Watch Dogs was shown one way and it was uh-huh, yeah. output it different. I get that 100% where it's like you show it one way and then you completely 180 a different way and like it's just bare bones I get that but the thing with this though is that I think it looks better than it did in the trailer it's like <laughs> a couple things that you honestly shouldn't bother you that much where are you actually really gonna look at the grass that much and think like yeah this grass I'm looking at it for the entire you're driving for the most of the gameplay so you're not gonna see it I'm sorry I have to stop playing Mario Kart so I can look at the grass Everybody knows that that's the most... That'll win you your three-star gold cup. (laughs) Exactly, so, you know... Maybe I was playing Uh, Mario Kart wrong that one cup that I lost, or two. Maybe I was looking at the grass too hard. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. People will find complaints about anything. You can't please everybody. You can try to please most. can't please all. But sometimes, even amongst anyone be anything in life you got to recognize when people just complain just to complain and there's no actual reason to complain about it. it's just like they just want to complain just to complain and for them to just say that it looks funny it's just well honestly it doesn't for me it doesn't it looks as the same as any other track i'm gonna say uh, something that might be controversial for a mario kart 8 deluxe fan like myself i think this is a pretty good dlc <sighs> i don't think it's a controversial i think most people will say it's honestly no that was a joke <laughs> It's it's like you can't please everyone, but at the same time, you gotta you know if if a let's say a small group of people, I want to say a small, if someone just says the grass looks weird or it doesn't look like the way it's supposed to. It's just like everything else could be fine, but the grass. It's that analogy where it's like as long as it looks pretty, people will play it because it looks pretty. It regardless of how good the gameplay is. I if guarantee Cyberpunk, you, this DLC is being made by a small team too. 
Are they going to really Even bother with the grass when they're going to be working yeah. on 48 tracks to come out by the end of next year? It's like, no, make some fun Mario Kart, which is exactly what they did here. Exactly. It's like I said, Cyberpunk honestly look the way it was presented and all that even though honestly if you look at it the story and the gameplay is pretty mediocre just because it looked nice no the story is good it's the gameplay that i that i think is exactly like if if if, as long as it looked nice and the gameplay was okay but as long as it looked nice people would play it and praise it but it's like game what's the main dna on a game it's the gameplay if the game's not fun it's like how my my man you know, Reggie says, if the game's not fun, why bother? Yeah, and that's the thing with Cyberpunk, just to talk about that for an extra second here. The PS5 version looks incredible. Story's amazing. Mm-hmm. I can never get through it because I'm not into, like, the menus and the gameplay of it. It just does not work for me. It, you, a Witcher-style menu does not work for a first-person shooter-esque RPG. But we've talked about Cyberpunk to the end of time on this <laughs> podcast but there's more things we've yeah. talked about besides cyberpunk yeah but, yeah it, it, can, it seems to be coming up here and there now yeah all right let's see some more of the tracks toad circuit that one was special for me because mario kart 7 is like one of my most played 3ds games to so to see that realized in 8 oh, deluxe man. i was like it's a basic Think- track but it's so good I will I will say this too if you really think about it if you look at the art team who let's go back and design wise it's sort of they're kind of going off against very old designs yeah. so it's not even like their fault it's it just it looks better than it did on the, the 3DS yeah. Exactly, it's like it. it's just product of their time design. Like they try to keep, it, they're trying to keep it to the true nature of it, but still trying to keep it as you know updated. Like I said it looks fine to me. It doesn't look. There's bad definitely at all, an updated course here that we'll we'll get to. Um, mm-hmm. Chaco Mountain that's from Mario Kart mm-hmm. 64. Not my favorite track, but classic. I appreciate it being there. It is a classic I Nintendo like 64 I track. I do like it. It's fine. Now, Coconut Mall from the Mario Kart Wii, that's that's what Ooh. you call a Mario Kart track. But people are really complaining because like the cars don't move. But, like, most people would say that that's the, tops. I think, here's the thing. Now, if the Now, hear me out call me crazy but if the cars moved and someone got hit in their first place and they went to second they'd be like if the car wasn't moving i would have won that they if someone would have complained that the cars move and so they lost and that's why they don't like it i'm telling you you can't please anybody i like that the, oh, cars, the cars don't, don't move. move honestly i yeah, wouldn't if, have cared either way i'm just glad to have coconut mall without having to pull out the nintendo wii Exactly, it's like people complain that the cars don't move, but I'm telling you, so there would have been a group of people talking about, oh, the cars move, and that makes me mess up because it can, they can get right in my way, and like they just had to be there when I was coming in the corner, and then this whole thing would have been blah blah blah. But it's just like, eh, no problem. I don't like it based just on the track alone. It's not that I don't. It's just a, not that it doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look this and that. It's just the track itself is not my favorite. That's I definitely think, a controversial uh, take. I think it's how you didn't you didn't like the last one. Yeah, I I like that one a little bit more. Chaco Mountain's got a more simple feel to it. Like Coconut Mall has a lot of twists and turns and alternate paths, but something about the tracks from Mario Kart we have always resonated. What if that mountain on FX Stunt Racer was Chaco Mountain this whole time? Oh. Think about it. We're getting into the 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 crossover crossover if, multiverse if, theory. If, 
What if Nintendo, please, all Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, please put in the FX cars as actual carts in that game? I would love that, honestly. Second only to I Sega re releasing Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Caps on me. Imagine the green bike, bro, the green bike, oh, and it's like Lord, in polygon shape and everything. Exactly. Hey, there's bikes in Mario Kart, so. Anyway, let's look at these last four tracks real quick. Tokyo Blur, another one from Mario Kart Tour. This one is like, it changes every single lap. And it's like very different, Mm -hmm. like Paris, to have kind of like a real world location in Mario Kart. I like it a lot, and I do like how it changes. Um, Not much complaints from me here. It just, it's like Tokyo Expressway on Gran Turismo, I feel. That's like the comparison I make. It's like a real, like, highway. Oh, the last car was in Paris, right? The last, the first race on the la- on the last cup. Yeah, the first race on the last race, the Paris right. Promenade. So now we have yeah, Tokyo in Paris. <laughs> um, the Tokyo one. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty all right. I think I don't know which one's my favorite cup though. This one, or the, this one or the last one, but we'll see. It might be this one. I think it's this one. I mean, Shroom Ridge. Um, from DS. Now, for some reason, I do not remember Shroom Ridge on the DS, but like it's there. This is like your it's highway there. level where you have the cars and stuff. You have to dodge through the cars. Those are always like one. interesting. Like those are always kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. Otherwise, it's pretty like design wise. It's just a grassy field basically. Now, Sky Garden, Mario Kart Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance was the first Mario Kart game I ever played, and the amount of like this is why I'm saying great dlc sky garden does not look like that on the game boy advance it's basically like a flat like beanstalk looking road that you go around on here they've got you going up and down and it's like separated by woods and you can jump off the clouds it's like this is incredible you can tell that a lot of love was put into making a track from the game boy advance like like i get that it's not ribbon road level but this is mm-hmm. DLC coming out five years later, probably made by a small team. And the effort that was put into making Sky Garden incredible is like, I'm like I was floored by it. I was very excited that it was like this. Oh, see now here's the thing. Got my got my brain juices going, bro. Dark place map. Come on now. Ooh. A dark place look, bro. A dark place <laughs> Mario Kart Eight. I actually kind of like that. It could be like a like dark place is a big place and then the carts are little and you have to like drive underneath the people walking through the hall or something and then down the stairs safely that's that's a funny idea but uh i think i I think i mean the last track on this cup i know you don't like that no no i I love it i love it you love it but you don't do well on it no i suck at it but that's just because i haven't played it that much i've done i've done very well and i've played it once and i've I will say hey, that I did very it, well. If my it's first any, try. if it's any consolation, I also did amazing on the track the first time I played it. <laughs> Ninja and Hideaway I also did good the second time. That's a lie. We didn't even play a second. It time. is just zany. There are so many paths, so much like verticality to this track. There are, yeah. you know, like Multiple paths, fans that no. you can jump up. You can zip off of roofs. Lower you level. Can, yeah. Oh, level, man. Yeah. It's so good. And, like, every 
every single time you take a lap through this track, it feels like you can do something different. I don't think I've, I've gone through this maybe like six or seven times right now. I still don't think I've seen everything I can see or take every path I can take. And that's not counting anything you might accidentally stumble upon, like on 200cc. You know what game, I don't know why this just popped in my head right now. Do you remember that game Arctic Thunder? No. Look that up. It, it, was, it was a PS. It's an arcade game called called Arctic Thunder. Look it up. What if some of their levels or worlds were? Oh, that game should be remastered. I love that game. I don't know why that just popped in my head right now. It's just it's kart racers, man. It's a, it's it's a snowmobile racer. Yeah. So it's sort of still a kart racer. Like I think we're seeing a revival of kart racer, and at the same time, I still think that this Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is king because they are just bringing the hits of, it's, one it's after king another. Of, of all kings it's 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 the best of the best it's there's no one only the only thing that can top mario kart 8 is nintendo does mario kart 9 but with this dlc i don't know if they can outdo it with mario kart 9 mario kart 8 is very mario kart 9 has good. a lot to live up to is what we're saying <laughs> it's like we said if they just released mario kart 9 as like a sim like it's just a sim racer like gran turismo i don't think people would it would it's lose still its mario dna kart it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a kart racer yeah. anymore but it's still funny because like well they still have mario kart 8 so they can just run with that while we're as we finish up the first part of this mario kart 8 dlc since we were thinking about sims just now one thing i never really liked about the newer mario karts is like i miss each racer having their own car instead of you customizing it like i will never knock Mm -hmm. customization options i usually go for the same one every time though but i miss when you had a unique car for each character but like that's yeah. probably something that most people are glad that True. we don't have anymore but imagine if you really really liked donkey kong and he was your favorite character but he was a heavy character so his car yeah. was his acceleration like was this definitely slower. opens it up to more options yeah. and definitely gives you more replay value you can pick and any you character earn. yeah and yeah. you can do much more it, i i i know it might be a problem but i think definitely some characters do have, you know, you know, stats and like that, but yeah. it allows you to have where it's not. You just can a pretty much get most stats with most car. characters. Pretty much, yeah. And it's I mostly not, just use the gold anymore. standard cart because I unlocked it and I want to use it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so that's some Mario Kart 8 DLC. Um, I'm thinking that there'll probably be like a release of that every like four months or something. So we'll have more Mario Kart 8 DLC sometime in the future. Um, but for right now, would you say we've done an episode, Robert? Uh, that should wrap up this week so far, what we've done. All right. So next week, not going to make any promises about what we're talking about, but it could be Kirby, Wonderland, Elden Ring, any of the above, or completely different games maybe like maybe we'll get to diddy kong racing ds who knows it's always a surprise it's always like a last minute thing but for right now we want to thank you so much for listening as always you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify on our podbean site and please follow our twitter at markers on the map so for right now though i guess there's not much left to say except what i've been saying every single episode so far And that is that the real rhythm thief and the emperor's treasure was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.